Hey, good evening, everybody. This is the Encounter Brigade. It's Captain Joe, joined tonight by Johnny Two Bears and Angie. Uh, it's most of y'all uh, may have seen last week was our first episode, and I want to say uh, um, I am extremely uh, impressed with the uh, the amount of feedback that we've gotten. Uh, I know Angie kind of really keeps up with a lot of the different uh, pages. Uh, Angie, well, what have you been seeing and hearing from folks that you know in the community? Just a lot of positive feedback. People saying they enjoyed the video. Can't wait to see another episode. Uh, seeing people coming forward now that haven't been able to really talk before. Got a couple of uh, guys from the military that I've talked to that's thinking about coming forward. So just a lot of positive feedback. Wow, that's great. And and Johnny, anything from you? Uh, yeah, uh, pretty much the same thing. Uh, one individual that I've talked to directly and a couple from our uh, our inside contact guy, Levi, he's got uh, two gentlemen that are, I know at least one is a uh, former military. I think he was a ranger also. And uh, like we're talking about, full on occupation at these these people's houses you know or the, wow. on their properties wow so uh, wow. i know one of them's pretty much chomping at the bit to get his story out but we're waiting on a few things so yeah yeah you know uh i had a conversation with a uh with a soldier who was stationed up in uh, pacific northwest fort lewis um and he he kind of made this uh post on uh, another um bigfoot site and and whatnot and, and of course everyone's like oh share you know share your you know share your story and you know and he said man this is you know back in the 80s like right over time frame saint helens eruption and uh you know and i i kind of reached out to him um on messenger just directly you know explained who i was um you know, who, who I served with and, you know, and lo and behold, obviously up, up there as well, you know, I served there and in, uh, Fort Lewis. But, uh, um, I told him about my, my incident, my sighting on the range, you know, here. And, uh, I think he picked up on the lingo that I was using. Um, and that kind of like legitimized, you know, uh, what I saw that day, you know, right. um, you know everything from the small arms impact and and you know and so he was he just kind of referred to you know that hey you know him and some other soldiers were um were tasked of running an uh, ammo um collection point and and johnny you kind of know what that's at when you go to the range mm -hmm. you have a group of individuals their whole job is to sit there and um you know guard and distribute the ammunition and then at the end of the day they also are responsible for um for taking or receiving in all the spent shell casings or brass um in true military fashion when you go to range uh you you're kind of you're kind of expected to use it all right i mean so if they give you ten thousand rounds you you shoot all ten thousand rounds and uh you don't bring back no live ammo because that's a pain in the butt you know because then right. you got to figure out how many how many how many how many rounds fired and how many rounds unfired and and then you have to separate the two uh so it's easier to say we shot it all right. um so him and these other soldiers were um you know were told you know about the tune sergeant go ahead and just you know get out there and use up all the ammo 
And as they were doing this, they were shooting, you know, multiple calibers and whatnot, uh, downrange and a very large something, I mean, screamed uh, several times at them. Um, and it was... Uh, where, where was it at when it screamed it, at them? Uh, it was downrange in the wood line, you know. Okay. Um, but it was... Like close to the berm they were shooting at? Yes. And, uh, yeah, you know, but it was not a... It was not a person, you know, um, and uh, so I mean, this guy has held this story for, like I said, twenty years. Then he happened to, you know, tell his kids when they when they were older about it, you know, and they just kind of laughed it off and whatnot. But I think his and I conversation the other the other day, you know, was to let him understand that hey, you know what, I'm military too. My my sighting, my incident was on on, on a range as well. You know, so mm -hmm. it it can happen, and you know, in, in Pacific Northwest, the uh, Fort Lewis area, uh, you know, um, even in my day, there were always talks and rumors. And, and I remember, I was a young soldier back then. Uh, there was always talks about, oh, you know, Bigfoot. If you see him, leave him alone. Blah blah blah. And you know, when I when I was a young 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 kid, young soldier, I'm like, whatever, you know I mean? Right. You didn't think of it. You didn't believe in it. You know, it is one of those things. Oh yeah, I believe in it. I ever saw, saw one, but you know, every, every so often you always get this like, Hey, someone saw one or, you know, something, you know, but, and you just kind of blow it off because you know, you're young and dumb back then. Um, but anyways, you know, so, so tonight's episode, we, we really want to, uh, focus on, uh, you know, Johnny two bears, um his experiences you know uh uh johnny is who i reached out to um with my sighting um you know johnny he's he, he was you know he was a marine he was easy for me to relate the story uh um of my sighting to him he understood it but what's fascinating is um you know where he lives and and uh you know where he goes out and, and does you know recreational activities or um he has repeated uh in, in i don't know if it, encounters um incidents um you know uh, johnny's got uh three full-grown german shepherds you know, and yeah. so in the so in the back of my head, you're like, you know, he's telling me stories, and and Angie, you know too, when he tells us, hey, you know, this happened like this weekend, or this happened the other night, you know, and I'm like, you know, at, at first, you know, I, I I try to think, okay, maybe it's a you know, it's a homeless camp off in the woods, you know, <laughs> um, yeah, you know, oh, I've, I've been down every single one of these yeah, roads, yeah, trying you know, to scratch it off the list, you know. Exactly. You know, I, I, I think, okay, maybe, maybe it's just, a, you know, some hungry homeless guy that just happens to come around like his chicken coops at night or, you know, but yet he's got three full grown German shepherds. And, uh, um, I would think there's a easier place to get to, uh, or another house well, that, to go to. That and this home, hungry homeless guy just, he likes to just mess with the coop. He doesn't actually take the chickens. <laughs> yeah, you know, so, yeah. You know, so, uh, you know, uh, Johnny, go ahead and tell us, you know, about, you know, a little bit about your background, when all this started, when did, uh, 
um, you start trying to put these puzzles together and, and you're still doing it every day. I mean, even just up, up until yeah, yesterday. I'm, you're out. I'm full blown at this point. So now that I've kind of put all the pieces together, but, uh, and I told you when we, when you, uh, you brought up doing the podcast that I know there's a lot of people out there that they only want to hear the Bigfoot stuff and they don't want to hear anything else. Cause I know there's people who believe in all different types, whether it's from nothing but a primate to it's some type of human to a Nephilim or even aliens and everybody in between. I'm going to stick to the Sasquatch stuff tonight, but I've got to tell what happened before all this started because it's just part of the story. It may not even be connected at all, but it's just part of it. And I don't know whether it comes down to the area or what, but basically, and I've got a list, it's basically just an outline, try to keep everything in order. And there was a long time to where I didn't document anything where stuff was just happening because I didn't know what it was. But basically, it all started in 2012 with, uh, I call it the orb incident. And basically, it was a large orb that was outside that eventually was in the house 30 minutes later that my wife saw, and it was real small. And I saw it again four hours later in the house. And then all throughout the week, I saw it several more times. That one incident, it made sense to me. It was at a very volatile time, and it was almost like a uh, – I'll go into detail later on. It felt more like of a – kind of like a spiritual intervention, if you will. It changed things. I don't know. There's a lot of details. Anyway, that was the first time in 2012 anything weird happened. Up until this, I didn't believe in anything weird. It was – I am Christian, but it's – even that belief was stepping out on a limb for me. Okay. That's as far out as, as I could go with anything I couldn't put my hands on. But then in 2012, that happened. And then since 2012, up until now, there's been seven people between my family and my neighbors who have seen orbs. They've been several different colors. They've been in different spots. My old neighbor that lived here, he actually had a video that he showed me before I even got into any of this stuff. And I wish to God I knew how to get a hold of him and then see if he still got the video. But uh, that's where it all started. And like I said, it didn't – just because orbs and their Sasquatch activity in the same place does not even mean that there's any connection. It just means they're in the same spot. I've never seen them both together. In fact, it's been a while since I've seen the orbs. But that's, that's where all this got real weird. And I didn't know anything about it. I'd never done any kind of research in orbs or Bigfoot or anything. Um, where the Bigfoot activity came in, it basically, it all started with my neighbors, basically. There was a bunch of activity at night going on over there. Uh, so they had. How far away does your neighbors live, Johnny? Uh their house is 150 yards from my house. There's a little wood line. And then on the other side of that wood line, I have neighbors. And then there's another neighbor 
about 100 yards in front of them. Okay, so there's okay. only two neighbors, and we're back kind of like in this little hole. So okay. there's, there's three houses. Well, the, uh, the very first thing, they had activity going on over there. Uh, they said people, they never saw it. They didn't see anybody at that time. Uh, people were banging on the house at night, throwing sticks at the windows, stuff like that. I'm like, what in the world's going on? But the first weird thing was uh, my neighbor called me over there, and I walked over, and below his daughter's window, right at the tree line, there was a big worn spot in the grass. It looked like a big, huge dude was sitting down against the pine tree, and it looked like he'd been doing that every night for a month. I mean, it was just worn perfectly right and it was real disturbing because he shows me this and I'm like, dude, who is sitting in the wood line right below your daughter's window? He's like, I don't know, man, but this is weird. We got to figure this out. Johnny, Johnny, was she a teenager or yes. a preteen? Yes. Okay. And, uh, and I didn't put that together till later on, but, uh, so all that was going on. Then the uh, the first thing that actually happened over here was the dogs went crazy. I came outside. Uh, I went to my fence, and there there was a stack of uh, pallets right at the fence, and they were barking off to the wood line. Well, I, right when I went to step on those pallets to shine my light, I heard a wood knock, and it was like a baseball bat on a telephone pole. But at the time, I didn't know what a wood knock, wood knock was. Like I had my kids watched uh, Finding Bigfoot, so I'd seen a little bit of that or whatever. I had no idea. Now, if I heard it today, I'd be like, yes, man, I hope I got that recorded because it's so obvious. But again, I didn't know what was going on. So that was weird. That threw me off. I'm like, I couldn't figure out what kind of sound it was, whatever. It's still a human. So I went and got these solar lights and I put them, there's a trail and this trail comes into play a lot throughout the years. But basically, there's my house, their house, and then right behind their house is like a small pine thicket. And there's little trails back there. Well, that kind of lines up with my house. So if I go out of my gate, I go to the trailhead and I walk down and I get back in that little uh, pine thicket. Well, I got these big solar lights. And I, uh, I put them about 20 feet up in this tree. And they're sensor lights. Well, there was a couple nights that they went off. And I'd go running out there and try to figure out what was going on. Well, I never could see anything. Well, I started noticing the light wasn't going off anymore after a couple days. Well, I went to check it. And the lights were turned up straight up in the air. Now, a human could take something and do that. Still human. Okay, I'm still like, whatever. So uh, then I get a phone call one night. My wife says, hey, there's uh, there's somebody. I can hear the footsteps. They're walking behind. We used to have an old car that our grandmother left over here. They're behind the old car. I'm like, are you sure it's not an animal? She said, no, it's a human. It's on two feet, and I can see the, the shadow. It's like they're peeking around the car. I said, go in there, get your pistol. At this time, still a human. I told her, step on the back porch. I told her exactly where to aim, which was nowhere near 
where the car actually was. I said, fire two shots. I stayed on the phone with her. She fired two shots. Nothing happened. Well, the neighbors wound up calling the cops. <laughs> and the cops showed up. And uh, yeah. But actually, by this time, my other neighbors had been calling the cops over and over again. It was like almost once a week that it got so frequent that they were getting messed with. And uh, the first time anybody saw anything, my neighbor said uh, something hit the side of the house. He came outside and way up the trail where it kind of goes to uh, the back of a neighborhood way uphill, there was a big, huge dude in all black standing there in the middle of the trail. And all he did was look at me and then step off. And he said, I just cussed him out. I'm like, okay, big, big dude in all black. All right. We got, we got a description of what's going on. Uh, the next thing I'm kind of, I think kind of what tipped me off <clears throat> was one of the nights that I went over there after all this stuff was happening and he, oh, uh, over to the neighbors. Yeah. Over the neighbors when all okay. this stuff, cause every bit of this was pretty much over there for the most part. Okay. So I go over there, uh, one afternoon to look around, to look, to see what's going on, see if I can find any footprints. Why is this going on all the time? I'm thinking maybe it's kids. Like you said, bums. I don't know what's going on. Yeah. So I'm back there and, uh, the yards kind of up and they've got dogs. They had probably about four or five dogs at that time. I walked next to the fence and I walked down the hill and I came back up the hill and I noticed when I got to the top of the hill, the dog started barking instantly. Well, I tested, I walked back down the hill a little bit and I walked back up. Well, obviously they were seeing me. Well, I happened to look down and there was three stacks or three different sets of these little cross sticks that were about 12 inches long. And they looked like little teepees. And there was three of them spread out over about 10 feet. And I got to looking at that and I'm like, that's crazy. Because if you stop before you get to these little markings, the dogs can't see you. But as soon as you go past the markings, the dogs start barking. And I'm like, man, what? Who is spending this much time out here to figure this out? This is nuts. I showed my neighbor, blah, blah, blah. And then uh, I was also finding structures uh, behind the house. And at this point, I kind of think it was already in the back of my head that something more is going on, especially when I started seeing the structures. And I didn't know a whole heck of a lot more. But at this point, I had actually heard enough on finding Bigfoot out of all places that some of this was actually, and I'm like, there's no way that's what this is. So I'm still kind of putting it back in the back of my mind. It's still a human, you know. Uh, well, after that, that, that was the aha moment is me and my son, I got interested in finding these little structure thingies. So me and my son went <clears throat> through the woods, probably about a half a mile. And we came up on the top of this ridge. We'd never been there. And there were structures everywhere. And it was just crazy looking. So 
you say structures, like what what kind of structure? Like the TP, uh, just the, the TP stick structure stuff balancing on top of each other. Some of the the pictures, I'll post some of the pictures later. Yep. But your your basic stick structures. Okay. That's basically all it was, and at the time I still didn't know what it was, but it was it was symmetrical enough to where. All right, somebody made this. Well, while I'm looking around, I find my first track, and it's about 13 inches long. It's probably six inches wide at the heel. I'm not really sure how, but it was only three-toed, but it was huge. So it's probably about this. I think there's a picture up, but uh, I'll put that later. Anyway, it looked to me like when whatever this thing was, it stepped its heel went down in a hole. So there's no telling how big the actual track was, but that was the aha moment. Okay. For me, it was like, Oh my God, this, this is a Bigfoot track. So, and I, so and I was not a, was not a boot track. Wasn't like uh no, 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 no. And I'll post okay. it. Uh, yep. After this, I'll put it on the Facebook page. It's my very first track. I still got it. I have found that particular track and it's the, the left foot, the three-toed track. I found it three different times in wow. this area over the years. Okay. I have never found a right foot with three toes from this individual, which I don't I have found other tracks that are normal, but for whatever reason, this one left foot on this creature only has three toes from what I've found. Dang. So that to me was the wow, I really need to start looking into this. This could really be a possibility. Yeah. Um, but I didn't say anything to anybody. Like, I didn't run. I never went and told my neighbors that, hey, I thought, even after, even where I'm at now, like, I never, I never told my neighbors because I just didn't think they'd believe me, number one. And that is yeah. just crazy. Yeah. But, uh, so we got the structures. Now this, this was another aha moment. So all this crazy stuff still going on. And uh, I'm sitting in the house and I hear three gunshots. It's nighttime. I grab my gun. It's over at my neighbor's house. I run down. I, I go down there. He's standing in his yard. I said, dude, what happened? He said, uh, somebody threw and i can't remember it was either a stick or a rock at my daughter's window again so basically when that happened she told him and he ran outside he had an ar-15 and he shot a couple rounds into the ground well he had called the cops again well i'm standing there with a gun so uh i'm like well look what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna go back towards my house i'm gonna get in that wood line and i'm just gonna watch over you until the cops get here because i don't want to be standing here with a cop with with a gun when the cops get here yeah. So I make my way back around and I am probably around 50 yards away. I'm on one knee and I'm just watching over him. He's standing right. He's got a gun on his hip, a pistol, but he's standing out in the middle, right in the middle of his yard. And he's just standing there waiting on the cops. And I'm looking around, looking around. And all of a sudden the stick is probably 14 inches long and about that big around comes flying from the wood line, which is about 80 feet away from where he's at and hits him dead in the chest and wow. it act, it scares the ever-loving crap out of him it hits him in the chest and bounces off well he starts to run and he falls trying to get up the steps and i just wow. shake my head i'm like 
I can't believe that just happened. So that that was another like. So you saw what? the actual. You saw the actual. I saw stick the stick. Him. I saw the stick wow. hit him right in his chest and bounce off. Oh, wow. So at this point, I'm like, I cannot believe this is happening. What human? You know, I didn't see a Bigfoot throw stick, but you got a really, 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 really dumb person out there throwing sticks at people that just shot a gun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Arm, yeah, some armed individuals. He's armed. Yeah. yeah. So that happens. And uh, let's see, never hit a stick. Okay, so that happened. Uh, and I, I didn't even go over there that night because the cops showed up. And I asked him later on what happened. And he just told me the same thing I watched happen. He said, I can't believe that happened. I can't believe they threw a stick at me. And I'm like, yeah, dude, that's pretty brazen. I can't believe that. But that was pretty much it. Still, I didn't say anything to him about me thinking it was Bigfoot, you know. Yeah. But uh, <clears throat> so the next thing, then for whatever reason, stuff started happening around my property. This whole time, not very much happened at all at my property. Every once in a while, the dogs would go crazy. I had the one wood knock. But... uh another night and it's always the dogs if if there's an unauthorized grasshopper in my yard they're gonna let me know but it's completely <laughs> different when i think it's them they act completely different and it's taken me a long time the, the dogs act different yes they okay. act different especially my female she seems to be more on to their activity than the others the other ones just seem to follow her but I've okay. got one specific, I've got two females, but the older female, she seems to be locked on to what's going on. All right. So, so she's the, she's the alpha female. So, right. She's the alpha female. And, uh, so they go nuts. I come running out here again. Um, and I see where she's standing up against the fence. Well, it's kind of near my chicken coop area is now, but all that was nothing but a bunch of pine saplings and briars real thick there it was before i cleaned it all out so i got a flashlight i walk out there and uh i can hear large heavy bipedal steps and it's crunch 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 well i shine my light and it stops walking and i'm shining around shining around i turn my light off it starts walking again crunch 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 I shine my light on it again. It stops walking. Now it does this probably four or five times until it is out of earshot. And the crazy part about it is it's so thick in there that like my kid, my eight year old son, I could not have sent him in there and say, don't make anything move. <laughs> it's so it's the only thing that came to mind. And I know it sounds woo, that's really the only kind of woo thing I've really experienced with them is being that close and not see only being able to hear them. I didn't see a thing. I didn't see a bush move, a stick move, a leaf, nothing. It was just obvious, heavy steps. Yeah. So it did that until it was out of earshot and that was it. But every time I would hit my light on, it would stop walking. So that by this time I'm obviously, pretty uh already i i pretty much know what's going on i'm doing research this whole time i started and i'll say it a hundred times over again one of the first ones 
first podcast I started with was the Bigfoot Outlaws. And I was able to take things that was happening on my property. And then eventually in their episodes, they would talk about it and vice versa. Something would happen. They would say something and then I would recognize it later. But uh, the next thing that pretty much happened is when my neighbor actually saw something. And again, he described it as he was he was looking out of his bedroom or no his kitchen window i think he was doing dishes something in the kitchen and he said in the wood line he could see two people in the best ghillie suits that he's ever seen he said he could barely see them moving but he knows they were there is what he said to me still i'm like dude i don't know i don't know what it is but i do know what it is and i don't know why I don't know why I would not because we're, you know, this is kind of a shared experience, but him and I weren't close. You know what I'm saying? We weren't like good buddies. We're good enough, good enough for me to run over to your house in the middle of the night with a gun, but I'll I'll do that. Right. I'll do that for anybody, but we just weren't like best friends, you know? So I kind of regret that now. Anyway, he saw that. Uh, Another thing that happened, uh, when I come home from work, I park outside of my gate. My whole my whole yard, I live on two acres, and about an acre of it has a horse fence around it. <clears throat> so I park outside of the gate a lot of nights. Well, I would get off work, and uh, right before I would get to the fence, there would be an owl, a barred owl, and it would just make one, one call. And it'd probably be about... I don't know, in between 30 and 50 feet away, maybe head high or whatever. And by this time, I'd already heard about the fake owls. And I'm like, that's not a real owl. So that would happen, I don't know, once or twice a week for a couple weeks. Well, I got home one night. And it did it, and it was really close. It was probably 25 feet away. It was much closer. And I would say it was only like six feet up. And it was so close that the the hair on the back of my neck and everything stood up. And I'm like, "Eh," trying to get in the gate. And I get in the gate, and I close it, and I stand there, and I'm looking around. And so I went, I made one call. I went, woo-woo. Well, at the exact same time, two of them hooted back. One (laughs) One was my height, and one was on the ground. It was ground level. And it was like they were excited. They didn't do the hoot that I did, or they didn't do the hoot that they did the first time. They did my crappy response hoot back. And it was like two little kids that were excited when they did it. And I'm so like, they were like oh emulating Yes, yes. They were wow. imitating my alcohol back to them. Now, there's no lights out there at all. So, again, I can't see them. In fact, I've got one of those uh, Bigfoot cutouts like everybody has, the metal ones. Well, I put it right there where I think they were kind of like, I know you guys are there, you know. But uh, so I got the owl calls. Uh, Another thing, this happened three different times. I would be standing on the porch and uh, I'm a smoker. So I'm out on the porch smoking and my dogs usually, it's always the female, the middle female. This has happened three different times where she'll be out in the front yard and a rock will come flying out of the wood line and not hit her. 
it'll like bounce and slide perfectly right underneath her. The first time, the first time it happened, it landed right in between her legs. She looked at me. She looked down at the rock. She picked the rock up in her mouth and she goes and dropped it and it ran up on the porch. Well, that's happened two other times. Huh. And, uh, from one wood line, the closest one, like if I'm standing on my porch to the left, that's only 45, 50 feet. The other wood line, it's all the way across the yard. It's uh, over 100 feet. So this one over here, I could kind of understand, but I don't know how they're, they're really good at throwing rocks. I can tell you that. But that's <laughs> happened three times. Uh, another... Uh, the next thing that has in all this, I'm so I wish this would flow better when I'm telling the story. I wish I could just tell it like a story, but it's not like a story. It's just been happenings, you know, and that's just really the only way I know to go go about doing it. Yeah. But uh, another time, and this is the first time that I'm telling this publicly, and you'll understand why because of my ego. <clears throat> I. Tell, I've been telling people there's twice that I've been growled at. Well, that's a lie. There's three times I've been growled at. And this is after the owl calls. And I'm not sure exactly why they changed it up. But I pulled in from work again. I get all my stuff together. I open the door. And when I open the door, the growl from the video the other night, well, that happened right across my driveway at me. We're talking... 30 feet. Well, it scared the crap out of me. In fact, I, sh and I couldn't see anything at all, anything that did it. And I'm thinking, I automatically think it's them, number one, but an animal, what animal? So, so what, like about what time? I mean, this usually everything starts happening mm -hmm. after 10. So in between like 10 and three, I've had activity all the way till three o'clock in the morning sometimes. Okay. And, but that's okay. usually when I go to bed anyway, cause I work late. But okay. it, when I come, it would probably be at that time, my schedule changes some. It would probably have been in between about 10 and 12 at night is okay. when this has happened. Okay. So, so when most reasonable people would be in bed as well or right. sitting at home watching TV, not out in the woods getting bit by mosquitoes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And uh, <laughs> whoever can growl like this, I don't want to. I mean, it's it's just it it makes you feel very uncomfortable. It makes you feel very small, and I'll get to that. There's one time that that really happened, but anyway. So I call my wife. I'm sitting there. I close the door. I call my wife and I said, "Hey, look, uh, something just growled at me, and I don't know what it is. And it was not a dog." I said, "Bring me my gun and my flashlight, please." <laughs> I'm serious. This is why I don't tell this story. Yeah. <laughs> so, and I sat there in my truck until I saw her open the door and step out on the porch. Then I got out of my truck, looking around, turned my cell phone on, and I go through the gate and I meet her and I go and look around. Anyway, so yes, that did happen. It did scare me and I did sit my butt in the truck until. Hey, hey, and I want to take a moment and say kudos to your wife for. <laughs> coming out to your rescue yeah, I know. <laughs> um maybe uh, next episode we'll have her on and hear her. yeah <laughs> exactly. the tough one. 
Yeah, I had to bring the gun and the flashlight so he can get in the house again. <laughs> uh, no, that's only happened once. Oh, okay. Gosh. Just once. Okay. <laughs> once that I'm telling y'all about anyway. <laughs> no, kudos to her. But I mean, so I mean. Well, she's a total it, skeptic, so it doesn't scare her at all. But I mean, this is happening around your house. This is yeah. happening, you know, for now, what, since 2012. Mm-hmm. What are What are her thoughts and feelings today? The way she is with anything like this or Mm -hmm. anything scary, ghosts, demons, UFOs, aliens, you name it, Mm -hmm. she does not want to have anything to do with it at all. She doesn't want to talk about it. Gotcha. Because if she talks about it, it basically scares her. It's kind of like admitting to herself that, okay, it could be real. Gotcha. And she, I actually, and... Later on, when we, when we have a, a straight-up woo podcast about these orbs, uh, I actually have gotten mad with her in the past about not – because she's seen these things in the house, you know, not yeah. being confident when she tells – you know, I want her to back me up. But I understand why she doesn't like to openly talk about it. It's because it scares her. It scares the crap out of her. Stuff that she doesn't understand, she would just rather – Dispel and – Exactly. Her- yeah, and just, you know, do something different with her mind. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And yeah, I, so. you know, I get it, but uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. know. I don't, I don't think she's ever going to be uh, my uh, Bigfoot wingman. She'll go camping with me, but she doesn't, <laughs> she doesn't care anything about Bigfoot. So. She's not going camping for the direct, uh, for the, you know. Well, still, like most people, she's going camping to camp. Yeah, you know? she, you know, <laughs> she's not exactly. a, a nut job out there looking for Bigfoot all the time. Like, exactly. I am. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, okay, yeah, man. So, you know, Johnny, your your stories around the home there and with your neighbors. I mean, it's it is a uh, very very uh, compelling. I mean, it it, man, it just downright like weird. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, <laughs> you know, um, yeah. Well, it get, it gets weirder, man. Oh, see, there we go. Even better. Well, know? Johnny, I have a question for okay. before you go any further. You said your property's got a horse fence, right? Is your is your house fenced in around it? Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's all the way around it. So, has it ever crossed the fence? Like when it got behind the old car, There's, would it have? No, would it, it have? Was, it was outside. Let's see if I can do this without messing anything up i'll do what joe did the other day hold on one second now what kind of old car are we talking about i mean it's like a 69 69 old 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 old, like junk car like a hyundai oh okay now i'm guessing if it's like Uh, some you know like if it was a thunderbird or something you know yeah chevelle mustang yeah i might be be prowling it's gone anyway (laughs) no man this thing was a piece of garbage you you know i'm 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 wondering what was the the switch that turned the the attention from your neighbor onto you i mean obviously the i mean you you know you're talking about ah the neighbor johnny do you have a daughter Yes, but she is not. Uh, How old is she, though? She's uh, 12. Yep. But all this started happening way before all that. 
Yeah, but I have read many reports where they become infatuated with young girls from eight, nine years old and up. Start huh. stalking them in their bedrooms and stuff at night. Oh, great. Mm -hmm. So basically, that little thing right there is my house, and that's what my fence looks like. Okay. It almost looks like a, a uh, the Baseball. home plate. The home plate, yep. Well, on all three sides, except where my driveway is, there's woods, and the woods... The woods back here go all the way back to a large management area. And I'll get to that later on. But, and I'm, uh, I'm almost to like the really good part of this. And I'm sorry I had to do this in notes like this, but, uh, Hey, no, but a buddy of mine suggested I do it like this. Cause I, I would never be able to remember as much stuff has happened so we're at uh the growl growl at the truck the first time i saw something that kind of convincing but i don't really call it a sighting was basically i was standing on the porch uh the same side of the the house to my left that wood line we had just bought brand new lights that were the rope lights so i can turn my front porch light off and there's like dim lights okay these little rope lights that go up i'm sure people know what i'm talking about mm -hmm. so we had had them up for a couple of days and i'm standing there and i'm looking and on the front of this tree this tree that i've looked at a thousand times before there's this big dark spot on it and i'm looking at it, i'm like is that a, a raccoon or something and i start looking and there's also next to the tree another dark spot like a dark blob and I'm looking and I'm looking and then all of a sudden I see eye shine, but it's not bright at all. And when my eyes adjust, it looks like, let's see what hand it was left hand was around a tree like this. And it was looking and the way the eyes looked, it wasn't super bright, but it almost looked like it was squinting his eyes or like it was looking up like a dog would when it's in trouble, it looks up like you, mm -hmm. but I couldn't. It's not good enough to say, hey, that's a Bigfoot. I ran inside, got all my stuff. By this time, I've already got thermal, night vision, you know, $200 flashlights, the whole nine yards. I run outside, and of course, it's gone. There's nothing there. So I don't really count that, but that was the first time I saw something where I was like, Ugh, that I think that's probably what that so, was. So you but, say eye shine. Like yeah. Reflection or uh, a, Yes, a more glow. of a reflection not like people talk about where it's uh self-illuminating mm -hmm. it looked like i shine but not as bright as i shine gotcha so it's like just, real dull just based so off your I'm, damn lights right basically so and i i say that just because usually i leave that out because it's not a very good it wasn't even enough convincing for me but i wrote it down I think it probably was one, but I did not get it a good enough look to say it was. But that was the first time I was like, that was really something. And I couldn't figure. It is what it is. It looked like one to me, but not good enough to where I could call it a sighting. Uh, okay. So this, this is pretty much where everything started to turn. <clears throat> 2019. I had to have two different surgeries. I had to have a neck surgery and a rotator cuff surgery. Okay. I had a disc replaced in my neck. Well, I was home for probably about seven months. Well, while I was recovering, 
I basically dumped all the spare time I had into this stuff, trying to trying yeah, to find something, trying to get an answer, trying to see yeah. one. Yeah. So uh, during the day when I got a little better and I could walk around, I started doing daily walks back in the woods. I found more structures. I found uh, three uh, big logs that are probably about this big around and they're probably about four feet high and just shoved into the ground. Uh, there's another picture I sent you of, uh, it was basically a stick between two big boulders and then, uh, diagonal sticks or whatever. So I started finding more structures and I'm like, okay. Yeah. So the better I got, uh, I actually got impatient and I do not, I don't necessarily regret it, but I do not suggest people do this. I got more aggressive because I got more impatient. I wanted to see this thing. So I basically started doing night nightly armed patrols and I would go in these areas where I found these structures and I would make noise, bright flashlight thermal with an AR and I'd go around stomping around, moving things, being loud, whatever. I did that for a couple of weeks that and it was kind of exercise too, you know, just something yeah. to really do. Yep. But, uh, so I did that for probably about two weeks, maybe every other night, maybe sometimes more. Well, one night I did it and nothing ever happened on these little arm patrol things that I did and, uh, never had anything happen. Well, one night, after doing that, the next morning I woke up and I was working on my kid's treehouse all day long. Uh, probably an hour before uh, sunset, I hang everything up for the day. I'm like, all right, good to go. I'm done working. I go, I'm sitting on the porch and right behind my kid's treehouse outside of the fence and on that side of the house, you go over the fence and it goes downhill, pretty steep. Well, back there on the property line, there's a tree and it's going daytime tree shake. Nothing, nothing fell out of the tree, nothing like that. Somebody or something was shaking the hell out of this tree. No, but I any any wind, any weather? No, any, no, no, no. Okay, no, no. Just one tree. One tree. And it's going nuts. Okay. It's like, like that. But I can't see the bottom 10 feet of this tree because it's downhill. Downhill. So I, I jump off the porch. I run out there to my fence, and I could see pretty much every bit of the tree. I don't see anything. I run inside, and I've got a parabolic. I got a little – in fact, I got one right here. I had just got this little cheap parabolic. <clears throat> I get it. I run outside. The same area with the uh, with all the brush and stuff where I heard the stomping, I could hear deep, heavy breathing. And it was very faint, but I could hear it. And I tried to get my wife to listen to it. She's like, oh, I don't hear anything, blah, blah, blah. So that's pretty much, I, uh, I actually went out there, walk around. I don't see anything. 10, 20 minutes later, it gets dark. Well, I'd already decided after that happened, obviously I'm going to do my little arm patrol, right? So I get all my stuff ready. I've got a thermal, I've got my flashlight, I've got a pistol, and I've got my parabolic. I got it all ready to go. 
I step outside on the front porch and my dogs go nuts and go straight to that same fence to where the uh, tree shake was. Okay. So I'm like, oh, it's on now. So I run across the yard. I go out of the gate and I go around and there's a trailhead. And I come to the top and I look around and I don't see anything. And this is where this pine thicket is. Now, before this, I had been finding animal bones in this area where these pine saplings are. It's about a uh, 10 foot circle, just straight up uh, pine straw, perfect circle. But I'm finding bones in there. Well, in that site, that's where this area is. And that's where this uh, trail, it runs right next to it. So I start going down the trail and all of a sudden rocks start hitting all around me. And I'm like, oh crap. So I back up and I'm standing there and I'm like, I'm kind of scared, but now I'm getting a little pissed. Somebody just threw rocks at me. Sorry for the cuss words, guys. No, that's fine. <laughs> but uh, <clears throat> so I'm like, no, no, no. I'm not going to be scared out of this. This is my shot. So I start walking again. I get to the same spot and rocks started hitting all around me. Now, nothing ever hits me. It's just hitting all around me. And it's almost like somebody takes a handful of rocks and throws it. But they just don't hit me. They hit all around. Yeah. Well, I yelled. I said, if you hit me with a rock, I'm going to shoot. <laughs> and I stood there and nothing happened. And I didn't hear anything. I did not see anything. So I make my way down this trail. And, and I'm, I'm pretty scared at this point. And I'm like doing, I'm out there with my light doing 360s, spinning. Yeah. Like this thing's not gonna sneak up on me, you know? Yep. So I make it back to that, that little area where all the bones were, I don't see anything. I come walking back out. And the only thing I really heard, it was no louder than a mouse or a rat or whatever, but it did sound like I was being paced off to my right. So I stop and I turn around and I walk back down into the trail again towards the woods and the same thing, but I can't, it's not super thick, but I still can't see anything. And that's all I hear. And I'm like, no, that's not it. There's no way that's it. It'd be louder. So I make my way all the way back to the top of the trail. And there's a, from there I can look and I can see all behind my neighbor's yard and I got my thermal out and I'm looking and uh, I spot something on the thermal. It's hot and it's little and it's on the side of a tree. And I'm looking at it and I'm like, all right, that's a squirrel or something. Well, something bigger, but it's behind all these woods, the woods behind it. So the thermal image is real messed up, but I can tell it's a larger thermal image. And when it pops into frame, the whatever the squirrel or whatever jumps off the tree and runs through the yard. And I'm standing there looking at this thing like, Oh yeah, I got it now. Well, from 30 feet from where I just come from, from the wood line, I guess the one that I was chasing, it growls at me and we're not, there's, there's no animal that I've ever heard ever. That sounds like, it sounds like what I got a video of the other day, except a lot closer. So I'm standing there with the thermal and it growls and I'm actually recording this whole thing. And there's something really weird in that too. And I turn and look and I say, and I'm petrified at this point. And I look over there. I said, okay, I got it. I am leaving. 
I'm just looking at your buddy over here, and that's it. And I wasn't even really looking. I was pretending like I was looking, but I'm over there. I was so scared I didn't even – I w- didn't turn my flashlight on. That's how scared I was. And I'm not – and I hate when people say this, but I I was in – I helped invade a country, you know? Yeah. So it's not real – I don't get scared real easily. I, In fact, there sometimes I feel like something's wrong with me because I don't – it takes a lot to really scare me, and I like it. But, yeah. <laughs> you know, it, oh, yeah. take, it takes Obviously. a lot. <laughs> But uh, and I and I timed it. I could only stand there for three minutes, and I backed out and I left and I went inside. And that was the day. Even all the stuff leading up to this, I'm like, this. I'm I'm convinced that that's what this is. This is a Sasquatch. So uh, after that happens, let's see, Trisha, not a growl, So I knew I had kind of messed up. To me, I had messed up. I'd been too aggressive, and that's not what I wanted to do. I did not. I did not want to scare these things away. Okay, I didn't want to be out there because I was on the fence between. I think it's a Sasquatch, but I haven't seen it, so maybe it is a person. So I kind of rode the fence for a very long time. So I, uh, I gave it about a week, and I didn't do anything. And I took some peanut butter, a brand new jar of peanut butter, never been opened. And another little container filled with peanut butter, a little bitty Tupperware thing. And I took it out there and I laid the peanut butter in the same spot where it, I think it was probably standing in the wood line. And I put that peanut butter on top of it. Well, uh, a couple days later, I come back and obviously the little bitty container, there's no peanut butter in it. The peanut butter is gone. But the weird thing is the caps there. The cap's laying on the ground, and the peanut butter jar is gone. So whatever took it, whoever took it, they took the jar off, they took the lid off, and left that, and then took off with the peanut butter. I've never found that jar. That's not hmm. – it's just something that happened. So shortly after that, on that same trail that you have to go into where the pine thicket is, I found, and I'll post it, I think I've posted this about a hundred times, there's three rocks on the trail, like, I don't know, a foot or so apart from each other, laying on that trail. And the funny thing, nobody's living there at this point. The neighbors had moved out, and nobody had been going back there at all. Okay. And uh, the crazy part, the correlation with that is shortly after that, my wife and she's the one that pointed it out to me, I've she found three rocks just like that lined up in the middle of our chicken coop. And all it is is a chain link fence on all four sides plus the top and there's a coop inside. And then right in the middle of the their little yard there, there was three rocks laid out just like the ones uh, on the trail. I don't know what that means. Maybe that was a speculation. This is mine. This is yours type deal. I don't know. That's all it, you know, it's just what I found. Um, I'm going to kind of skip that. There's a hundred different things. Just go straight to the sighting. And I talked to, uh, I was trying to figure out what month it was last year. 
I think it was October, Levi, I, I sent him a text right when it happened, and it was probably 2.33 in the morning, and he actually answered. <laughs> but uh, I'll, get, I'll try to get the later date or the actual date on that if he can pull that text up. Basically what happened is I'm sitting, like always, on my front porch, and down my driveway kind of comes, if I'm looking straight out into my yard, my driveway kind of comes at an angle across my front yard but outside the fence i'm just sitting there staring off to space smoking a cigarette and plain as day and i don't know if this was intentional or if they don't get the concept of silhouetting themselves <clears throat> but it walked straight down the middle of my driveway and it was i could see its full right side and it looked like uh you remember that show in the eight, eighties, early nineties, maybe Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, you remember that show? Yep. Used to come on. That's kind of what the hair looked like. It was just, it was like nineteen eighties wrestlers' hair, <laughs> big right. rock band hair. Like, like a, okay, like the Macho Man. Right. And, uh, but it's like poofy. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> it, big that, teased hair. Right. Big. Big hair, Angie. And, you probably, uh, Angie, you got some photos of uh, '80s teased hair. You know it. <laughs> okay, okay. So <laughs> we might have to have some of those photos to compare. Aquanet days. Aquanet. Okay. But so I you swear see this, to God, that's what so this thing looks like. And how how big? Like how tall? I mean, is it? It's our, It's well over six feet tall. Probably in okay. between six and seven feet tall. And I did not realize how big it was. Now we're talking about silhouette. Okay, but it's full silhouette from uh, shins up. I see its whole body, and I see its right side, and I could even see it, its jaw was stuck out, like how much further its jaw stuck out than a normal person. Well, I'm looking at it. It's probably about three seconds is when I, I see the right-hand side of it walking, and I stand up, and as soon as I stand up, it turns towards me, and that's when all doubts were over with because this thing was every and they people say you hear all the time every bit of four feet wide this thing was every bit of four feet wide and what it did is when i first see it i see the right hand side of it right side profile and it's walking i stand up and never it never skips a step it keeps its legs are moving the same way he started but his whole upper body turns towards me like this but he's still walking and it was like i think it's probably maybe around six seconds like three seconds of sideways and then three seconds straight on and the what weirdest Katie did now did you what make Katie? it did, did uh, you make any noise no, it was more did i make any noise yeah i mean because obviously yeah you stood up and he turned so i somehow he he caught your movement or heard you I mean, that's just me. I mean, the front, I, I mean, the front porch, this is why I think it's intentional. The front porch lights on. I sit there yeah. since this has been going on for years. Yeah. Usually what happens is they'll, they'll do something out there and it'll get my attention. And then I'll run and try to figure out what it was. Yeah. I've been trying to chase, I've been chasing these things for a couple of years now. I've spent okay. however many hours and money and everything else looking for this thing. And this, yeah. 
this jerk just walks right down the middle of my driveway like it's like it's nothing and the craziest part about it is my dogs did not move all three of my dogs were on the porch they uh, didn't even act they didn't even act like anything was going on at all like they did not move at all they didn't hear now i couldn't hear anything either <clears throat> and uh but yeah it was about six seconds altogether that i saw it but how far away you think it um, I can measure and actually I should do that. And I should have done that before probably but inside of a hundred yards. Oh yeah. Yards. 60 yards. Okay. 50, 60 yards. Okay. But, uh, wow. But I, wow. my neighbors, you're looking at my driveway and then there's kind of, there's some, some pine trees and then behind the pine trees, my neighbor's yard. And then it's their house. Well, they got lights all over the place. Yeah. So as it walks in front, I mean, I just see its whole, the whole silhouette just perfectly. And I still, till this day, I still say that's not good enough because I want a daylight sighting. I want to see the hair glisten. I want to see, I want to have a sighting like you. That's what I'm going for. But that so, was more than enough. I, I mean, I mean, really, at this point, I mean, here, what time? Of, what time of night was this? Early morning? Is it two, three? Uh, yeah, three? probably, probably between. I would say one. And who? Uh, Levi's going to look for the text, but it's, okay. it was so, late, in between so, one thirty and three, yeah, so, maybe. So after midnight. Oh yeah, Randy, well, Randy, Randy Savage, at sixty yards, is walking across your yard. Right. Flowing <laughs> hair and big muscular right and that's not enough for you to say this is good enough i mean you're still wanting more <laughs> yeah well uh, you it's... know um i mean 60 yards i mean that's uh that's you know that's that's danger close to me i mean uh, uh the device that uh ultimately took my my leg you know while i'm an amputee was at 60 yards you know so yeah. i mean um yeah, man, that's just uh, that, that. That's that's. Well, I'm not gonna lie. I'm convinced, but, and I know a lot of people say, "Well, I don't care if people believe me," and I'm not trying to get evidence. I am trying to prove it, and that's yeah. it. I'm trying to prove it, and yeah. I want I want video of it, and uh, yeah, and that was the end of last year. I'm totally convinced, and I I'm. I've got other recordings. I've got the audios, several different types of yells, the war cries that they make, which is yeah. nuts. Uh, See, what's great, Angie, with, with Johnny is, you know, this is more than one episode, right? I mean, this is, um, these are multiple episodes, you know, we, we have with just you yeah. and things that that have happened uh, here in the past. But gosh, you know, you I mean, you're having things going on this past week well while you're you know, well now i've tracked out. them now i know now i think i'm very very confident i know where they're staying during the day oh. and and that's where the uh i don't want to make this any longer than it already is yeah. we'll go we'll go into the current stuff later but yeah, we're yeah. we're we're well beyond i'm well beyond do they exist i know they exist yeah and I'm not, I'm not doing it for money. In fact, part of this is part of this for my wife. 
I want to be able to go, hey, look, remember all the times you made fun of me? Yeah. <laughs> all the times you didn't believe me? <laughs> this, no, but I really do. this justifies the thermal. <laughs> right. This justifies the thousands of dollars I've spent on cameras and thermals. Oh, man. Yeah. But that's the goal, man, is uh, I want to prove that that's what's going on around here. And I'm, I'm also uh, – I want to put together what it is they do, how far they go. I'm, I'm really, all this stuff isn't as, it's not as, I don't think it's so much as they come in and wow, you just random, they, they've got to live somewhere. They stay somewhere during the day, you know, and I think I found it and I've put stuff up on that, but I'm just going to keep going until, you know, I got proof good enough for, for whatever yeah. and i don't care i've got a job i got a good job yeah I'm, exactly I'm gonna, I'm gonna retire where i'm at probably it's all good i'm yeah, not doing exactly. this for money you know yeah if i'm yeah, doing exactly. it for money then <clears throat> yeah you're not 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 in it for fame and right you know, if you i was doing it for money i'd be in a tent right now instead of my garage so yeah yeah you know so so this past week someone asked me about like the first podcast and you know what you know you know joe what are you expecting to do uh, do with this i said you know what i've already accomplished it you know i told my story and right. uh i got it off i got it off my chest i got it out there i uh um i don't you know i don't have to feel like oh i wonder if i can trust you know uh, bigfoot usa or sasquatchers anonymous you know you know what i i, I right. found a, 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 a a community with you and angie and the, and the encounter brigade where i can share these things you know now um and and, and it's kind of funny like angie was talking about the uh smoky is it was a smoky mountain bigfoot yeah the uh, convention going on and mm -hmm. you know and guest speaker this and that you know and you know and i'm like yeah i don't you know it, it doesn't it, you know it it wouldn't entice me to be no guest speaker nowhere you know what so where right. you know my normal nine to five job, um, you know, we, we do trade shows all the time. I mean, you know, and, and this is like before COVID shut down all the trade shows last year. Heck, I had a, you know, I had a, I had a trade, trade, trade show we went to and, and uh, brought the Monster Energy Girls. Uh, yeah, you know, <laughs> you know, what? I'm like, yeah, you know, what? I, I, I'm good with that. I don't see the Monster Girls ever going to a um, Sasquatch convention um, unless I, in, unless I ask Monster and say, "Hey, I, I would like them to come." And, and I have actually, a, a Monster and Sasquatch. I mean, you would yeah. think they jump right on it, you know? Yeah. No, well, actually, uh, so we're gonna have in the future. We're gonna have a good friend of mine um, who who does work for Monster Energy, and he's an avid bow hunter up in Kentucky, and he he's gonna share a little bit of uh uh appalachia um experiences that he's had and uh um yeah and he works for monster energy and you know right. so we're gonna yeah so uh we've already talked and you know so he's gonna put together a little uh um prize pack you might say you know a little little uh swag prize for uh a lucky listener because you know we just kind of had this little you know idea you know of him just sharing some of his, his stuff now, he's an avid boner he's like me you right. know he, he i mean um he lives in one state travels to another um just to go bow hunting and you know folks when you do that you're committed if it's more than one tank of gas to get there you're committed <laughs> right. you know um much like uh 
I think our, you know, the, the big for the Sasquatch, uh, the, the, you know, the field investigators, you know, they, I mean, they're guys who are going to the swamps, uh, Louisiana, the Florida, you know, wherever, you know, to, to the mountains, you know, I mean, these, these folks are committed, you know, right. um, very much like you, you know, what you're doing. And, and that's why, you know, every, every week I'm, I enjoy seeing and hearing more of, uh, you know, your findings, you know, um, well, I'll say, let me, let me say this too. Go um, I got lucky, man. This all fell in my lap. I am not the, uh, super Sasquatch investigator. They obviously, I didn't know anything when I started. I listened to other people. Uh, I listened to the Bigfoot outlaws a lot and that helped me figure things out around here. Now I did put a lot of stuff together. Um, I'm making my own progress, but this is repeatable this is this is something the number one thing i think people the biggest mistake i think people are making is they're going there hey there's this place here and so and so with a bunch of sightings let's go there for two days and then let's go over here for a day let's go over here you've got to be it's best if you really want to get serious with this and really look into it is like they do with every animal go to find a known habitat or somewhere you think is a known habitat and just focus on that one area and that's all i've done is follow everything that's happened here back to a very large management area i found a very small portion of that area that's cut off from everything and i think that's where they're staying and i've got pretty good evidence to show that so you know, it's not rocket scientists. I didn't invent any of this, but I think yeah. people need to, I do think people need to just try to focus their energy into one spot that they think is viable instead of going to a bunch of different hot spots. That's all I'm going to say about that Yeah. as a, yeah. As a Sasquatch expert that yeah. I am. You know, well, Johnny, I wanted you to, to um, you touched on the peanut butter, but what about the one that you did find? Can you talk about that? That was the one that amazed me so much. Yeah, uh, when I'll try to make this quick because it's going, we're going long. Um, I've put peanut butter out, I guess, like four times so far over the past uh, three years, maybe. And one of the jars that I put out, which one are you talking about? The one I found or the one that the, left? The one the that you found put back together with um something look like it take took its finger and oh yeah yeah cleaned yeah. out the jar then put the lid back on <clears throat> it there's a i left it on the the first kind of half butt sighting that i told y'all with the eye shine where i really didn't see much that same area in fact that's why i put that over there is i put a there was peanut butter in there and I threw it over there over the side of the fence. Well, after, I don't know how long, maybe a week it disappeared. Well, that was, I think it was two and a half years ago. Well, uh, a couple of weeks ago, probably longer than that, a couple of months ago, it was still cold. Um, I can't remember why I did it, but I was looking back behind the chicken coop for some reason. I can't remember now why. Anyway, I'm looking back there and there's this little area kind of looks like a kind of like a natural hiding spot, uh, blind, if you if you will. And I walk back there and that same I've been in this area a hundred times. 
I mean, since then, probably over that. In fact, I spent a day back there digging this huge hole for a in the same area. But uh, that peanut butter jar that had been gone for two years, two and a half years, showed up <laughs> back in the same spot with the lid on it. And it's not chewed on and it's empty. You know, I don't know. It's there's no telling, man. And I had one, had another one that I <clears throat> I screwed into the side of a tree, and it was after that one. <clears throat> and uh, it stayed up there for a month and a half, two months. Something got it. Something unscrewed it from the side of the tree and took it. It didn't break the cap. It didn't move anything. There's there's some little bitty rough kind of scratch it's been out there for two months so something probably obviously animals tried to get into it but something unscrewed it from the tree now raccoons are smart that could have happened but i'm making a i got some things that i've bought and i'm gonna rig a camera and make it to where they can't get it off unless you got hands i'm gonna do that better but that's kind of how it goes i'm just evolving my my you'll, technique as it goes you'll be able to share the pictures of the peanut butter jar with the um, lid screwed back on it, and you could see the fingers, like finger yeah. marks in it. You, you yeah. have to picture that. Can... I had my dog sniff it too. I tried to, I oh, had yeah. it in the bag, and I made a little video to see if they reacted. There wasn't really much of anything weird. One of them didn't like it that much, but I can't remember which one. It wasn't anything obvious. But it is pretty yeah. intriguing to see actual finger marks as they were scooping it out right. and it's not you mm -hmm. know from the picture that i saw i mean it didn't look like any little raccoon hands the little claws no. you know i mean these no. were these were a lot of fingers little, yeah right. oh yeah oh yeah so that that is uh <laughs> i mean that when i saw that i'm like oh there's just that, weird that is weird that it's is just weird. weird stuff like that all the time man yeah. i find i find rocks pieces of concrete from back here from a project I had about this big and my, I had my truck parked in the front yard and uh, after digging this hole and comp pieces of concrete, I was making something the next day I go out to leave and there's a piece of concrete sitting on the bed of my truck. And the thing <laughs> I'm making is a hiding spot to hide and try to catch something. And it's mm. almost like, eh, I know what, you know you're, what doing. you're doing. Yep. <laughs> yep. Oh but, man, crazy, crazy. Yeah. Oh man. Well, man, tonight's been a lot of great information, a lot of great uh you know, some some of the history Johnny from from you know, what got you started and yeah. uh, I mean, we haven't even heard it all. Um yeah, no, you know, we're, and, it's, we're and it's honestly like the the first time, this is literally the first time I've sat down and told it all or tried that's to good. tell it all at one time. So and I'm glad you made notes. I mean, cause that's, that's important, you know, yeah. I, 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 documentation, you know, we, we hear it in the military and the law enforcement community. I mean, you know, I mean, even the medical community documentation, documentation, I mean, you know what? And, and it's great that you're doing that, you know, because right. you, it gives you a chance to go back and look at your notes. Um, you, you, you know, but, uh, you know, so, so tonight we actually, actually got to play around a little bit and make a, uh, intro outro video you know and so we'll play that on the on on our exit here and uh um i i i kind of really dig the uh the soundtrack you know it's something that i i think uh we all kind of had a little bit of collaboration on but angie uh the real 
master of that is uh, someone, right? You know. Yep. yep. Shout so. out to Jeff Williamson. Yeah. Thank you, you Jeff. His You're incredible amazing. talents. He wrote the music and he yep. um, was able to put together all of our ideas and make the intro happen. And um, also, Jeff is a paranormal investigator. So he's kind of part of the team. He just kind of yeah. likes to work in the background. He doesn't want to, you know, yeah. be out front. But now uh, I can't wait to start talking about some of the paranormal stuff just because, you know, working in, you know, uh, hunting and, and, and going out all over, you know, uh, it's not all five star resorts and all that. You know, sometimes you're, you're in old homes and mm -hmm. um, whatnot. <laughs> and I would tell you what, there has been some. Some yeah, you got some crazy stories. Yeah, some weird stuff that uh, yeah, that has happened from uh, some uh, hunt, hunting locations, and you know what? Uh, it, it is um, so. Ho hopefully, one of these places. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I have access to for us to go and check out one time, and I have never slept in this place. I've had friends that have, uh, and uh, it, it, it's it, it's it's weird. You know, it, it, those will be some good episodes to talk about. But no, Jeff, thank you so much for the. Uh, for the music and all that and uh you know we'll we'll, we'll be playing that here on our, our on our exit but uh you know i think uh man we just went over an hour and 17 minutes and uh you oh. know i i think for johnny's spot uh spotlight this week i think you know this is a good part one probably a good break <laughs> for it we can always do part yeah. two and three and no we're we're know. good we're good on me man i you know honestly i am you know, I want to share my stuff, but that's not, I mean, I've got a Facebook page, you know, I put some of it on our YouTube channel, but that's not what this group is about. You know, obviously just for people to know who I am and what I'm doing, I've got to tell my story, but, uh, that's not really what all this is about. This is about other people, you know, people like me, people like you, like Angie, everybody's, yeah. <clears throat> you know, it's somewhere where people can share, you know, yeah. and, uh, I mean, yeah. I, obviously, I'm going to put up stuff I'm doing, you know, but uh, I want to make it, we all agree, and other people who are involved that aren't on the front lines necessarily all agree that this has got to be about the people, you know what I'm saying? This yep. can't be anything else. So I'm glad yeah. I did get to tell it for the first time. It probably came out awkward and terrible, but that's all right. I'm not a professional. No. No. You did a great job. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate it. appreciate it. But, yeah, man, I'm glad – Glad we got to do it, Angie. Thank you very much for listening thank to me you. for an hour and fifteen minutes. <laughs> yeah, I love Bigfoot stories. They're yeah. never boring. No, they are not. <sighs> All righty, folks. Well, right. let's go ahead and let's go ahead and wrap up for this one, and then uh, we'll exit out with uh, some of the video and, and, and cool music. And uh, you know, um, we'll be uh, posting. Uh, you know, when episode three of Counter Brigade podcast comes back on, you know, um, we, we kind of like the idea of maybe trying to do this weekly, but obviously, you know, we all have real jobs and real lives right. and, you know, and families and vacations and things that we mm -hmm. have to do and, and, and whatnot, you know, so, uh, um, you know, so it's not like uh, we're being paid to be on the air uh, doing all this, but, uh, you know, um, but it's great sharing some of these stories and and if you have any you have any sizing uh, stories or 
or anything that you'd like to share with us, you know, uh, please reach out. Um, they can email us, uh, Angie, uh, what's, uh, you know, what's our email address that, that is, uh, best to reach us at, uh, encounter brigade at gmail.com. And then Johnny what's the proton one. The it's encounter. Br- no, the proton mail is yeah. just encounter brigade. Okay. No, no, the, that's right. That's where our Gmail account is also. Okay. Okay. Good to go. All righty. Oh, man. I can't, uh, can't wait to do it, do it again. Talk a little bit more about, uh, you know, uh, some of your recent stuff, Johnny. I mean, it's well, pretty, pretty intriguing and, and whatnot. Um, I'm hoping your uh, one story in particular pans out that may have a video involved with your special somebody that saw something yeah, super yeah. crazy. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. I'm more excited uh, about that than anything. Yeah, yeah. This person's off uh, spring bear hunting, filming. You know, so uh, you know we're 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 working on all that. You know, uh, kind of have to wait in a little bit lull of the of the seasons and and productions type stuff. But um, right. but yeah, you know what? Uh, we, we, got, we, got, we we have exciting stuff coming. Yeah, I know that's so funny. <laughs> I mean, that is so hilarious. You know, and. Uh, uh, I mean, uh, so yeah, yeah. I mean, before we go, I mean, so this past weekend, you know, I got to go down to the uh, Palmetto um, Championship, which is a PGA Tour stop, right? And uh, um, I got an opportunity to uh, um, caddy for uh, one of the players, right? So my friend who is there caddying for him, any there originally, you know, he's you know. Um, one, I had to steal a golf cart while while I was at the course. I mean, so, so this 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 course, Congaree, you know, it's in Ridgeland, South Carolina, and it's out in the middle of nowhere. And uh, but it's it's a beautiful golf course. And uh, you know, um, we got to a point where you know I was already halfway into the course. And anyways, I ended up stealing a golf cart. There was Larry, and I drive, and I found find my buddy, and he goes, "Hey, man, do you you know?" And he goes, "Man." You know, are you out here, you know, squatching, you know, and I was like, hey, and he says that right in front of like all the pros and the PGA Tour officials and whatnot. Oh, man. Yeah. You know, and so, uh, so I ended up like carrying the bag for, you know, the player, uh, for you know, uh, the last hole on 18 and we're walking up and I was like, man, this is a, you know, so one thing in, you know, golf, I really enjoy, you know, the walk up eight, the 18th hole, uh, no matter what course. You know, because yeah, you know that's the end of the end of your round, and uh, and you know this guy's from this player. He's from uh, Austin, Texas, right? And uh, so he starts asking me the question. And I goes, "So what's up with the Bigfoot?" <laughs> you know, and uh, so I just, you know, so we're walking. I end up telling them, and then the other players who are you know, so there's three in this group. They hear. You know, the other two, they hear and they come over and they're listening and they're like, man, that's unbelievable, you know. And, uh, yeah, you know, I'm like, well, man, you guys are here to hit a golf ball. Let's, let's keep it moving, you know. Right. But uh, but it was it, it was fun, you yeah. know. Um, but anyway, it's just, uh, I was like, oh, great. You know, now, now, now we got players on the PGA Tour that knows uh, – <laughs> My Bigfoot side. Hey, you know, you know, you know Captain Sasquatch there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, so but it's all good. It's all good, man. I um, you know, um, 
Angie, I am look. I'm seriously looking at the calendar, trying to figure out my wife and kids would be interested in going up that Smoky Mountain mm-hmm. uh, Bigfoot conference. You know, yeah. Um, you know, just yeah. I I think it would be neat just to kind of see what kind of uh, literature and and stuff is out there. You know, um, I don't know if it's like a Comic Con or I mean I've never not that I've been to I, any of those. I've never been to one either, so I don't yeah. know what they're all like. You know, I've been to hunting, you know, hunting and fishing expos, archery trade association show, you know, convention, the, you know, the shot show, which is firearm industry, you know, even, even automotive stuff. So I have not been in a room with a bunch of squatchers. So, um, <laughs> I think it's speakers all day. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it'll be interesting. It, it, yeah. It'll be, it, it will be interesting. So, I'm looking uh, forward to the she squatchers. See, she, she, you know, they actually, all uh, women. Okay, and they're yeah. very, very informative. That's good. That's good. I've actually talked to uh, to them through uh, Messenger and sent them our first podcast and stuff. And oh, actually, really? Yeah, because I contacted them. They were talking about uh, getting some feedback here. They were talking about remote viewing and being able to literally put investigators in spots where they are and then it wound up being true when they people got evidence and stuff like that they were on listen to the uh they were on bigfoot odyssey uh okay i don't know maybe a month ago or something just look through but it's uh it's stuff i really don't know much about but it's pretty interesting you know mm-hmm. so they've gotcha. actually done stuff to where they've helped find dead bodies and stuff like that i mean they actually have abilities you know so Wow, and that's pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty, it's pretty cool stuff, man. So they're right. really, they're really interesting. Good deal. All right, All right. y'all, well, y'all watch Jeff's work here or listen we, to Jeff's work. All right, here the we intro go. Intro on the outro. Okay, See y'all later. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. Suddenly there was a threat to this world from some other species from another planet. I was spotting down the firing range for several shoes when all of a sudden I saw a large hairy creature walking from right to left. We also know there are known unknowns. That is to say we know there are some things we do not know. But there are also unknown unknowns. The ones we don't know we don't know. Encounter Brigade, welcome to the team.